Welcome back to another episode of the Record Spinner Podcast. I'm your host, Noel, and today we will be doing the same thing we do every day, every week here on the Record Spinner Podcast, and that is talking about black vinyl music. That's it. Today's episode, we will be highlighting a very disturbing trend, trend that happens in all hobbies. It's not unique to us vinyl heads or music lovers or turntable enthusiasts. It's not unique to us. We shouldn't take it personal, but in fact, it is very personal and we take things very personal in this community. So I'll be talking about flippers, these people who get into the hobbies of whatever is selling, whatever's hot. Um, They don't know much about it. And you can tell they don't know much about what the fuck they're doing. Now, I'm going to come at this from a, a, a very individual and individualistic Uh, viewpoint. I know a lot of my counterparts and colleagues who are talking about flippers right now. They're talking about flippers from the corporate side. So a lot, I've heard a lot about like craft recordings, right? Or craft pressings. I can't recall which, which which it is, but I'm a part of a few forums and and groups on Facebook and and Reddit and stuff like that. Um, And these guys are not, not fans of certain pressings or or record labels who they feel are kind of being very particular about the way they press records or repress records or reissue records. I'm not going to talk about that very much. I I mean, that is a big deal. That is huge. Um, Because when you're talking about flipping things and making things uh, and and marking things up and making things really uh, inaccessible to the public and, and trying to commoditize off of every little thing, uh, the corporate part of that is the most ugly part of that, but that's just kind of how the music industry works overall, in my opinion, right? I want to talk about the individual. I want to talk about these people who get on Discogs, these people who log on or, or sign up for an account on Discogs or sign up for an account on eBay uh, to sell records that they don't know shit about. This has to stop course i'm going to get more into in detail into that Um, but first i want to talk about all the things that is going on right now so i did miss the mark with putting this episode out on sunday now if you don't know i have a, a very basic simple recording schedule i record on saturday or friday and then i release on sunday um that has been my schedule since i started i missed that for the first time Uh, this past Sunday. And it was because I was very, very busy. I have a busy, busy life right now. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep all of this stuff juggling, right? Um, Apart from work, which, you know, I'm I'm about to get fired, I I feel like, but that's nothing new, right? Um, Apart from the job, uh, my nephew's birthday was this past weekend. Totally forgot to mention that and totally forgot that that was happening last week. So I would have mentioned that this episode was coming out later. I also got a bit of um, of listener mail um, that's going to tie into the uh, vinyl um, getting technical fact of the week, actually. Um, Had to leave town for a little bit. Uh, Just got back yesterday, last night. And so it's been really just go, go, go. And I'm ready for it. This is what I wanted, right? Like 
this, especially with the podcast, especially with people with listeners and mail and all that stuff. I wanted this. I welcome this. But it is frustrating. It is very, very tolling stuff, Um, but I will get through it. So thank you for dealing with me and and putting up with my my late schedule here today and this week. But we're going to hop right into the show. First and foremost, on the Record Spinner podcast today, we're going to talk about the vinyl record or vinyl of the week, (laughs) vinyl record of the week. Um, It's typically the vinyl of the week. So it's VTW, the VTW. And this week's vinyl of the week is Mariel Winston's A Fresh Viewpoint. Now, this is Mariel's one of her few releases overall. I think I don't know if she's recorded much more than this record, but it's from her 1974 release on Strata East Records, and it features Bill Lee, Clifford Jordan, Billy Higgins, Stanley Cow, and a children's chorus group that includes Bill Lee's daughter, Joy Lee. I've talked a lot about the Lees, Spike Lee and Bill Lee. Cliff Lee, who I met at Bohemian Caverns, that story, go check that episode out if you haven't listened to that episode. I've talked about my admiration for the Lees a lot, and this kind of furthers that admiration, right? Mariel Winston's A Fresh Viewpoint. It's a very playful record. It's beautiful, cheerful. It's not serious toned like a lot of the other work in Str- on Strata East um can be or, or is perceived to be right um but it is it is there are a lot of weird themes um a lot of weird songs right on, on this record so i'm gonna pull up this record here like the week uh, the song the weekend um the soul train of course um and then it's like songs like i'm never happy anymore and there's like children singing along to this like this song right so it's like it's a very playful uh, record, but it's also very, I wouldn't say morbid, morbid's a harsh word, but it's very, it's very interesting in places for especially like a kid's choir to be singing along to. So, but it's a dope record, man. And I got this record. It ties into kind of the topic of the day with the flippers. I got this record from a guy off Discogs. He was selling it for $150 US dollars. The record came with um, a few scuffs and it did not have a jacket on it at all. Now, now it, it had a generic jacket, which there's a big, big discussion right now in the vinyl community about grading 
the jackets and the jackets having the grade of generic can sometimes mean that they have the actual cover with them or it can also mean that they don't have the cover with them which doesn't make any fucking sense at all i'm not going to sit here and try to explain that however i got a generic sleeve which was just a white sleeve now the album the album artwork is what captures you right the album artwork on this record is a, a stunning portrait or painting of what looks like a beach uh, with a sunset or sunrise um, beautiful cotton candy skies with the little blue the it's just a beautiful beautiful record cover and of course as rare as this record is paying 150 dollars wasn't my problem i was more perturbed at the fact that i didn't get the album artwork the guy who i bought it from uh i he didn't i didn't negotiate with him at all or anything and i paid 150 dollars for it it's worth it um because there, there are literally no more copies for sale um, of this record and i wanted a copy of this record so i got it um it plays well on my lp lp 120 it did not play that well on my lp 60 though so that's a thing that leads me into my vinyl fact of the week though and i'm gonna try to keep things fast here right tonight so so bear with me but my vinyl fact of the week getting technical fact of the week i don't have one however i have some really exciting news so next week this upcoming weekend i will be interviewing slash debating slash discussing turntables with an audio file right here on the record spinner podcast i will be welcoming ryan um i don't want to give out his last name at this point um don't know if you know he wants me to whatever um but i will be discussing uh with ryan why you should have uh, or why being an audiophile isn't just being obsessed with equipment so he emailed me um over the past week and as i was traveling uh to see my nephew for his birthday i was emailing back and forth with him and uh, he was he had a really busy schedule as well but just to kind of give you a window into who i am as a person right like i was totally like setting up this interview for this past this up this past weekend i was setting it up i was like hey like he emailed me on like tuesday or wednesday wednesday or thursday or may have been tuesday but once he emailed me i was trying to set things up for this this up this past weekend i was just like hey like let's do it now let's uh let's get on the mic let's talk let's talk some stuff and little did i know like i mean luckily his schedule wouldn't permit but like neither did my schedule permit so it's kind of like that divine intervention right but that episode will be next week i'm really excited to talk to this guy he knows a lot about turntables and, and records he's a music collector as, as well um he actually writes for um analog planet i believe so go check them out analogplanet.com um, check them out uh they typically do like reviews on turntables and stuff like that but i saw a few like interesting music articles in there so i'm really excited to talk to ryan seems like a really cool guy um and again that episode will air next week likely so if you want to submit questions for me to ask ryan 
since I'm not an audio file, right? I'm, I always say this. This is going to be like, if I have a slogan, if, I'm, if I start like becoming hyper-capitalist with this shit, like I'm, my slogan is going to be, I'm half of an audio file. That's my slogan. I'm half of an audio file. Um, so it's like, I hear a lot of that stuff, but hey, I don't know what the hell I'm hearing most of the times. Um, and so I'm going to leave it to an expert, to a person who writes about this stuff, who knows about this stuff. I want to ask him all those questions and I want to find out, like, why is it that turntables matter so much? Why is it that I can't just buy a $60 Crosley suitcase turntable or record player rather and play all my 500 records on that? <laughs> I mean, that just doesn't sound logical, honestly, but, you know, hey, why can't I play my 12 records if I'm just a 12 record person? Why is it that I can't play those 12 records on a Crosley? I'll ask, I'll ask Ryan this, I'll, and I'll ask him any other questions you submit. If you want to submit them, you can submit them to me at the Record Spinner Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Record Spinner Podcast, all spelled out, at gmail.com. I'm gonna move right along to, of course, the topic. Uh, again, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna hold you guys um, right into the the nuts and bolts of the of the show. The topic today is flippers. Now, I said at the top that my final recommendation of the week kind of tied into this topic, right? And it does. So there's a part of me that feels like that record that I bought for $150 was sold by a flipper. I feel like he didn't really know how much the record was worth. But he knew that it was a Strata East. He knew that it was an OG copy. And instead of grading the record according to how it how nice it played or how scuffed up it was or the fact that it didn't come with a jacket or OG jacket, I think he thought he could get away with selling that record for $150. Now, what happened was he was proven right, right? I, uh, I played the fool. And bought it for $150. This happens way too much in the record community. And I'm not talking about it from the corporate pressing label perspective. As I said at the top, I am talking about it from the eBay and the Discogs and the Amazon um, vendor perspective. I'm talking about these people who get these accounts, who set up these accounts, who may inherit inherit. A collection from a friend, from a family member, a neighbor, whatever, and just go crazy. Just think that they have a gold mine of records that they may have. They actually may have a gold mine. They actually like this record here, the Mario Winston record. This is a record that is worth a lot of money. It's not readily available. It's not. It hasn't been reissued at this point. So yes this record is worth a lot of money but the condition still matters there are other factors that play into it there are some flippers that are even worth worse than this there's some flippers who just because they see a name like a miles davis or john coltrane they think that they can get away with selling uh something like giant steps or a love supreme or bitches brew or kind of blue they think they can get away with selling that for like buku bucks. 
and that's not how the game works now like i said at the top also and and i said this at the end of the show last week the vinyl collecting community is no different than any other hobby we're going to have this issue this is an issue that we're going to all have to pull together to work through in order to keep out those who may may not be in it for the most purest intent so i say to anyone listening to me who may be thinking about getting all of the information about the value of records because i talk a lot about some of the most prestigious records and some of the some of the regular records if you're listening to me to flip records don't listen to me (laughs) it's that simple I don't, I don't need listeners like that. I want listeners who are actually interested in music. I don't need people who are, whether they're down on tough times or see an easy way to make money. I don't need people listening to me to figure out, oh, Strata East stuff is worth a lot. Let's sell it for a lot of money. Oh, Miles Davis stuff is worth a lot. Let's sell it for a lot of money. Pharaoh Saunders worth a lot of money. Let's sell it for a lot of money. I don't want people like that listening to me. I want people who are actually interested in in the music of our past, black people's past. Flippers are a cancer and they've they've done a lot of damage to other industries. I, I, I had a really great analogy last episode when I mentioned this topic um, with the sneakers, right? You look at the sneak, the, the sneaker collecting community. And it's nowhere near of a tight knit community as like the vinyl collecting community. No shots at sneakerheads at all, but you guys are very individualistic by nature. While the vinyl community depends on the community kind of setting certain certain um, records as priority or we as a community dictate, I think, the terms a lot more than in other communities the shoe community for example because again you're always going to find the sh- uh, you're always going to find a fool for a shoe typically in the record community because of how it's set up you're not going to always find a fool and so it's important for us to kind of stick together with this stuff and that's where discogs really does play a huge role ebay i stay away from altogether because ebay is known to have all these sharks that i'm talking about ebay is like the cesspool of the record community you have people on on eBay selling a reissued a, a 2011 reissued copy of 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 fucking of Conda Blue for 50, 60, 70 dollars. Like what the fuck? Like this is a 2011 reissue copy. This record gets reissued all the time. It hasn't gone out of repress. It's one of the most prestigious jazz and most common jazz records of all time. Um, there's no reason it should be above 30 dollars. Unless, like, we're talking about, like, an OG, high-fidelity master recording, which we're going to talk about with Ryan next week. Why that shit matters. Like, like I don't understand that, that part of the record community at all. I make fun of them most of the time, but they matter, right? They matter with this stuff. But really, I mean, record flippers are here to stay in all of the hobbies. But as long as, again, we... We look at our community as a community. We can, we can, we can get through this. We can get through um, the flippers, this the scalpers, um, uh, the the scabs, if you want to call them that. 
And it really just takes us doing what we're doing already on Discogs and doing what we're doing already on Facebook and Reddit and other forum places where we're calling them out one um, and two, not only are we calling them out, but we're not supporting them. We're not buying from them. We're not taking those records at 70, 60, $50 a pop. We're not buying those records. Now, do I buy reissues at a, at an expensive rate? I mean, $50 is probably the most I'll pay for a reissue. So if you see a reissued record for more than that, I would advise to stay away from it unless it's like something that's super rare or super whatever. And even then, I mean, you should be able to find it somewhere else on the web cheaper. Amazon is a good place to kind of, uh, I like to say it's a good place to kind of just double check yourself. Um, and, and it's just because of the reissues, right? It's just because of the type of issues. Not if you're looking for an OG, uh, high fidelity type of record, I would say Discogs is your best bet. And it's it's pretty foolproof because you can leave comments. You, the seller has ratings. You need to go through the seller ratings, all that good stuff. And if a seller's a flipper, you will know that very quickly on Discogs. Um, if a seller is, is not the least bit understand or knowledgeable in record collecting or music that will show really quickly on discogs they'll have like a 4.5 or 4.4.0 or 3.9 rating and you want to in general stay away from sellers with ratings like that anyway but yeah i hope this goes to help someone anyone who may be starting discogs is the best place you should already have a Discogs account if you're listening to me. I've talked about Discogs a lot. Um, I use trustees when it comes to my reissues. I don't really use Discogs a lot. I use trustees like Pure Pleasure, Soul Jazz Records. I use Soul Jazz Records. I use Pure Pleasure. Um, I use, what else? I use Mr. Bongo. Um, these are really trustees for reissues especially. So. I would advise you to do the same. You can even go to certain sites um, or certain labels have their own site. Stones Throw Records, for example, I buy a lot. I buy a lot of Mad Lib and and um, and Anderson Pack, old Anderson Pack, all that stuff. You can buy straight from record label sites. And so I advise anyone who's looking to to buy uh, OG copies of like contemporary music, first go to the just go directly to the label site. Then you want to fall back on Discogs. And if Discogs ain't got it or they got it at a, at a still at a price that you're not comfortable with, I would say Amazon. Now, some people may disagree and say eBay. Again, eBay to me is like it's like Twitter. You're scrolling down your news feed on Twitter and one second you're looking at, you know, you're looking at some, you know, um, informative news article the next second you're looking at some terrorist <laughs> terrorist hacker um that has hacked uh like a dozen people you know and then of course the next post you're looking at is pornography um so it, it's just like it's literally the cesspool of social media it's kind of the same way i look at ebay so stay away from ebay amazon is like your last and and best your last best bet and apart from that, I would always advise go to 
the sites go to the record label sites they all have them stones throw any especially contemporary and, and even when you're talking about like the old school stuff right like jazz and um like older jazz columbia records has a has a site that they sell records from they usually do reissues of course um who else blue note has a site um and and those are topics that we can talk about more in detail in later episodes about you know how to how to navigate um these sites paying for reissues versus paying for originals what you should look for what you shouldn't buy etc i may even bring some of that up with ryan next episode so we'll see anyway that's been my time i think i've uh, accomplished the job here of talking about flippers a little bit more fuck you guys you flippers out there stay out of our hobby this is uh, uh this is holy ground here so don't come listening to this show to get the 411 on the on the on the coolest record um so you can go and buy a whole bunch of copies for it and then upsell that's that's not cool man swack and people who are starting their record collecting journey stay away from flippers they're no good and you can spot them a mile away a mile away anyway guys i'll see you guys next week thank you guys for your patience peace